Welcome to the GC On Demand podcast, a show about people, about process, about technology, about community. It's great conversations with great technologists about things that matter to you, that matter to all of us. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to visit gcondemand.io for all of the show notes. And with that, let's get started. Welcome, everyone, to the GC On Demand podcast. Uh, once again, uh, my name is Eric Wright. Very happy to be here. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, welcome to new listeners. We see we're sort of ticking up in numbers all around, which is really great. Don't forget to spread the word. If you hear something interesting and you want to hear more, uh, then then make sure you let us know. You can reach me. I'm at Disco Posty on Twitter. You can find me in the Green Circle community as well. I'm Disco Posty in there. If you go to greencirclecommunity.com, and you can you can find all the stuff there, including the show notes, uh, which you'll notice if you go to gcondemand.io, that's where you land, and you'll see a list. And most importantly, you know, I'm I'm nowhere without an amazing array of guests, and I'm very lucky to have someone. Uh, who I've been able to to meet through the community and who uh, always interested in some really, really great technical content that he produces and recently watching a bit of an adventure that he went through. And with that, I'd like to welcome uh, Richard Arnold to the show. Richard, if you want to introduce yourself, let us know where we can find you online. And then uh, we're going to get talking about blog, branding and replatforming. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, must say from the start, I'm a big fan of the show. Um, definitely the coolest intro music nice. of any podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's playing in my head right now. Um, so I'm Richard Arnold. Um, you can find me on Twitter as DataDude, and that's with an 8 as the first A, um, and with a blog of the same title, datadude.com. Now, what was interesting, Richard, is you've you've been in the industry for quite a while. You've had a very a very good blog. I'm definitely you're you're one of the folks who I've always looked to is the way that you do a really great job of relating technical content with the human story, so that it's easy to consume. Mm -hmm. You really mm -hmm. have a good customer side view of things and in how you present information, and and you're not afraid to talk about some of the challenges and pitfalls, which is also good. It's it's not you know just sort of refactoring of press releases. So I always enjoy, especially when you like cover, uh, you know, new releases and, and new product announcements. It's it's great to see. And so tell us, you 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 went through a rebrand recently, and uh, so what did that? What did the replatforming? look like you know this is a process that not many of us get to go through and and when we do we realize it's a it's a painful one so how what was the process like when you thought okay here i go how am i going to move from one blog to another and also you know talk about content maintenance but you know so first of all what what platform are you running on right now so i'm using uh wordpress.com um, and as, as you say, the original blog was prepardude.com. Um, I've been really lucky with how that went. It, it really took off and it almost became a, a mini brand in itself. Um, I, I kind of got named and sort of known as Freepardude. Um, people would sort of be, uh, you know, nicknaming me that. <laughs> so 
it, it was really cool. It, you know, everything had gone to plan. Um, but it was a case of I wanted to broaden what I'm talking about. Um, so, sort of vision for the future was, yep, I'm going to carry on talking about free part. I've still got the passion there. I'm still working with it. I'm still going to be covering that. But obviously, the industry has just got so much exciting stuff going on now. I wanted to be able to to reach out and um, cover those different pieces. Um, so I basically went ahead and started brainstorming. What what could I become? What would be my my new brand? Um, and one of the lessons I learned from that that first experience was that even though this is a blog and it, it it's a fun thing, brand is still key. If you can get something people really hook onto, it 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 really sticks in people's minds. It's one of the things that I've had a lot of interesting discussions. And in fact, it's it's a little tumultuous sometimes when I talk about personal brand, and and I it's the, I think a lot of people get lost in the semantics and the phrasing that we use when we talk about branding. It's like it's associated to selling something and whatever. And and I said the irony when people you know feel that's a negative thing, you know the but the fact that the other phrase that we use all the time in everyday language is don't sell yourself short. And I like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in my mind, that is why I say, you know, you're selling yourself every day to yourself, to your you know, peers, to your organization, to everything, right? To the community. And, and I don't think it's a selling as in like a transactional thing, but more like I'm putting something in front of you that I believe is a value and you effectively give me back something which is readership and sharing and learning as well, where people feed back to you. And and that's an interesting thing. Now, Richard, how much have you done in the past around uh, like comment handling and, and other stuff on your blog? Do you do you find there was a lot of interaction as well when when you did your uh, your previous blogs? Definitely, and that was kind of some of the nervousness about the switchover, because um, obviously as part of the process, I not only wanted to change the, the main domain name, but all the social media accounts around it. Um, so again. I knew if anyone wanted to ping me before, they'd straight away think of me and be like, bam, free par dude. That's right. So it, so, so it was kind of, I switched it over. Um, what I actually did with the Twitter was I reserved the old name as well, just so I could kind of monitor what's going on with that and just see how many people were sort of pinging me under the old name. Um, but quite interestingly, people move on pretty quick. Um, I think I've only had one message come to the old account in these first sort of three weeks. People seem to really get it um, and adapt to the change very quickly. And you've done that right thing where you you know you have to you're allowed to rename your account, but then the first thing you have to do is you have to go back and and recreate the original one because you've effectively turned it back into public domain at at, at that point. So you got to make sure that you have it so you can. You know, put a redirector or like put a little note in there saying, "Hey, I'm, exactly. I'm over here now." <laughs> exactly, I, I, and I didn't want someone grabbing it and cheeking everyone as well. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So you know, when we think about the idea of of changing platforms, changing names, it's a lot more than just you know changing the domain name. You know, because mm -hmm. you've you've got a lot of stuff that's probably pervasive throughout your content and stuff. So, what 
What was the technical process you went through, Richard, when you went from you know site A to site B? Did you actually you know, create a secondary site and port content over, or, or how did what did that process look like? Definitely. So the first thing I did, just to give you the background on the process as well, was actually to sit down and make a plan of this, because like you say, once you start thinking about this, you won't believe how deep it goes. Um, it's not only your social media, it's the site, it's all the links that go into that. So I sat down and basically made a list and sort of divided that up into to general sections. So I started with low-hanging fruit, things like the social media, stuff I could do without touching any kind of blog, um, email subscriber lists, that kind of thing. The next thing I do was then to select which platform I was going to migrate onto. So the original site was on WordPress.com, which is effectively WordPress's SaaS platform. They do everything for you. You literally just rock up and create your own blog. So I spent a long time looking around and thinking, should I move to WordPress.org? Because it gives you gives you more flexibility and all this kind of stuff. But in the end, I decided to kind of eat my own dog food in that I'm always telling customers they should move to SaaS and that, you know, 99% of the time they don't need that customization. Um, so that's the route I decided to go down. So I, I did literally a WordPress.com to WordPress.com migration. Because um, again, I've been really happy with the SEO I'd received from the original blog. So I didn't feel like that was something that I could particularly improve by moving to .org. Yeah, and that in itself is is a challenging transition, you know, just because I'm on a my so my discoposse.com site is mm -hmm. uh, is a self-hosted uh, WordPress, and I know through work, you know, we use WordPress for a lot of stuff, and and same thing is like you get the the gains you have with self-hosting are are met by the challenges of you now own the whole kit. <laughs> And and you're in the flexibility comes with a little bit of responsibility. So it's uh, it was interesting that and and, and the, your site looks really great, which is interesting because a lot of folks I think the biggest challenge they have is they have trouble with like the look and feel and the comfort level. But I think you've done a really good job of of it. It's visually appealing, well organized, and, mm -hmm. and and you've you've done a great job on the content view, you know for sure, Richard. So so thank you. Congratulations on on that because I know I I struggled with that one myself, and 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 it's good to see folks that can you know get that advantage of using the hosted offering because, like you said, it's a huge lift as far as advantage you have when you you don't want to deal with all the the maintenance and, and other stuff that goes along with it. The interesting thing I found as well was that some of the challenges that came along when I was doing the process and I thought, you know what, I'd like to tweak that, but I can't. When I sat down and thought about it even more, I, I realized A, I didn't need it, or B, there was a smarter way of doing it. So it, it kind of challenged myself to, to work around those problems, whereas maybe with .org I'd have found another solution which may not have been as creative or create such a, because I hadn't thought about it as much, the finished product may not have been as polished. Yeah, there's this whole thing of, you know, when we should stop thinking about can I and start thinking about should I? And, and that's, exactly. you've really wrapped it up nicely there that, you know, we think, oh, it'd be really neat if you could do this. And then you stop and think, okay, well, what's the actual value I'm getting through from that? And mm -hmm. is, is it, 
is it won over by the you know taking on this this other other change or whatnot so that's that's really cool now content wise because mm. you, you went from one place to another how did how yeah. did the export import process work and what kind of things did you use to get that done okay so yeah so i did all this kind of low-hanging fruit stuff i did all the social media stuff i set up the new site and i had it as a private site um, so the next phase after that was to do an export from the original um, WordPress site. If you go into your tools section, you can literally effectively do a do a backup and import that. Um, so when I looked into that, that brings across all your things like your posts, all your pictures, all your comments. Um, the only bits I needed to migrate across separately was my links. So if you like have a blog role section, right, and all and also if you have any followers native to WordPress, so that could be uh, email followers or people that follow within WordPress itself. Yeah, that's an interesting one right there because I I've, I found that one out the hard way that when you do port stuff over through an, an export, I was going from same like same domain but server to server. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, I lost the follower, and all of a sudden I realized, I'm like, wait a minute, how come I only have a handful of email people in my follower list? And then I realized, like, oh, bloody hell, I've I've left them all behind. And then I had to go, and because they have to opt in. And so when you when you do that follower switch over, how did, how did that piece of the process go? So I think a key part of this, like any technical project, was not just to think of a technical bit, but kind of the the whole process including people so I tried to keep everyone informed during the process um, be that people who are engaged for example sponsors or for example um, followers of the blog so it's about keeping them updated um, and then once I made the switch over again I, I did it in two parts so I sort of told everyone the switchover was going to happen and then once it had happened again I communicated that and I think that's really you've you've done exactly what everyone should do and and I think I want to impress upon you know the folks that are listening that being able to treat this as a as a business process as much as anything mm -hmm. else because it literally mm -hmm. is you know thinking about you know, there's the technical challenge, but then there's the, you know, what are we actually trying to achieve? And a lot of people get lost. And like you said, we, we kind of dive into the nerd bits right away. You're like, oh, you know, there's a neat thing I could do. I've got some fancy script. I mean, some of us would really go go crazy and say like, oh, I wonder if I could do this in PowerShell. And like, just you would you would get on yeah, the, yeah. The, the nerd. The nerd points would be incredibly high on it. But again, we have to think of bringing your brand and your audience around f with you and and especially you know because you have sponsors we also forget that you know that's we kind of have a responsibility in a way to to our sponsors of our our personal blogs to say like hey we're gonna we're gonna do stuff to help to give you eyes in in the field and in the community so it is good that you took that very a nice measured and respectful approach to to bringing that stuff across and well, now Oh, sorry, go ahead. People fundamentally hate change. So it's a case of communicating that and exactly like you said, um, expressing the benefits and the positivity around it. 
Um, and, it, and it has been a really positive experience for me. I think it's, I've always tried to publish regularly um, and I'm proud of the previous content but I think this has re this whole process really has kind of reinvigorated me and made me you know even more excited about that side of things as well. Nice. Now let's talk about the tough part of the process because mm. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you've learned a couple of things you know that that would may sort of give some some warning to folks you know in some of the technical challenges and and maybe even like sort of the process challenges that you you ran into along the way yeah so i think the key thing is once you've got everything ready and you're ready for the switchover part that that is exactly like you're saying the part you need to to focus on um I'm sure most people's blogs, but the majority of um, visitors are from search engines. So obviously you want to keep as much of that, that juice as, as possible. Um, I was quite nervous about the process, to be honest, because I think no matter how much you prepare search engines and SEO, there's it, definitely a little bit of voodoo in there. That's you, you, right. can't, you, you People sort of say, you know, how is your site ranked like this or like that? And, I always take a little bit of it with a pinch of salt because um, you can never say exactly why a site is, is ranked where it is. Um, so what I did was most of the traffic for me from search was coming from Google so that's where I wanted to focus my efforts and they actually have an excellent guide on the switchover process and at a high level what you need to do is basically put in what they call a 301 redirect which redirects traffic from one page to another or an entire site to another um, or another time you might use it is for example if you were moving from a HTTP to a HTTPS site um, and you basically put this 301 redirect in place you say I want to move from this site to that site um, you then need to go through the process of registering your new domain at your Google Search Console. Right. And that's just that's just a place where you verify your ownership of the website. You can track its performance and this kind of thing. And if you, when you look around, like you said, Richard, there's a lot of resources that are out there to be had. It's we're definitely not walking these steps alone for the first time, and so it is good to, to look around. And and of course, you know, Google being the one, I always get a kick out of people. They say like, how do I how do I sort of you know get my SEO to to work better, and what can I do to make SEO you know more effective? And one of the most interesting things is that Google's entire purpose is to stop people from you know, making SEO better. They want to just, you create content, that content becomes natively discoverable through like natural language discovery. Their their right. whole thing is creating this AI engine so, so that you can't game the system. <laughs> and, and yet there's so That's many it. guides yeah. that are trying to help you game the system. That's it. My approach has always been to try and produce good content and to do it regularly. But that seems to be the key factors from what I've seen. Um, and, it's quite funny because I, I had a friend set up a website quite recently and they came to me with 101 facts I'd, I'd never heard of and I thought blimey I don't know anything about SEO but when I sat down and reviewed it all again as part of this process I, I came back to the same conclusion keep it simple um, 
you, you can lose your head with all this stuff, but just try and produce good content, get it out there, and um, do it regularly. And on on content, so again, Richard, you know, so for folks that haven't already read your stuff, and I suggest they mm -hmm. do, and I'll make sure I try and send as many eyes as I can to the site. You. Uh, you know, how do you how do you create content and make it your voice and 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 something that you're definitely like there definitely is there's seo value that comes naturally out of it but how what's your kind of process when you you know, see something you want to write about and do you have a, a sort of a flow that you like to follow and and how do you like I said, again, it's just keeping it in your voice. How do you do that? Because I, I, I find that you do it very well. I definitely recognize your writing style as I read through each of your blogs. Okay, that's very kind. Thank you. Uh, uh, I try and write the blog that I always wanted, sort of thing, um, quite simply. And I attempt to do that by just mixing in a sort of what I'd call a low-key approach. So it's supposed to be a, a little bit humorous, not taking itself too seriously but at the same time delivering sort of dead-on information in a um, not too wordy form it, and I think that's everybody that's that's looking to kick up a blog and they're they're trying to find ways to do that I I always make that suggestion I said like let's just make it conversational in the way that you're mm -hmm. reading it as if you're listening to someone explain something to you and don't make it as like this sort of step-by-step, step, you know, it's not meant to be an instruction manual. It's really meant to be on, you're the listening side of a conversation. And you all, sometimes you even see the flow goes where you say like, but what if, what about this? And then you get to the next paragraph and you're probably wondering about this, right? <laughs> it's, it's good when you can kind of, when you write to create it as if there's a second person talking to you and then in between paragraphs, they're asking you a question, which makes you get on to the next section. So it's, again, like I said, you've, you've done a great job of that. And I suggest that people kind of look to do that. It's, there's no better way to write than how you speak. And I think that's the most natural way to get started. And despite any of the people that tell me that, you know, it, it could rank better, it could do this and that, just making it readable is the number one thing. We're not here to chase SEO. You know, mm -hmm. when you started, Richard, did you think to yourself in, in you know, however many years it's been now you know, how, that I'm going to be at a point where when I replatform a blog, I'm going to have a whole bunch of followers and a whole bunch of readers. Like it's, it must be pretty interesting to look back at when you got started that here you are today doing this changeover and bringing a whole bunch of followers with you. Do you know what? I, I've not sat down and broken it down like that. And, and when you say that, it, it, it is quite exciting. Um, but I guess at the back of my mind, that was kind of part of a nervousness as well. I, I think I looked at the blog and I'd written some sort of 200 blog posts. And that kind of felt like an investment. Um, almost like if you were a builder, you'd, you'd sat there and you'd put all these bricks down. You know, you'd constructed something. And I really wanted to take as much of that as I could with me. It, it would have been very painful if this process had gone wrong and I felt like I was back laying that first brick again, I guess. And, and what's really good as well is for, you know, when you see people who go through, you know, uh, changes as far as where they work and different platforms and products they work with, it's also really good that we shouldn't leave, we shouldn't just shave our history off as if it hadn't occurred. And that's why, mm -hmm. again, 
you know, to your credit and to a credit of a lot of folks that are that I consider really good good bloggers that I try and follow in the vein of. It's great to tout the thing that you're working on or the company you work for, but also, you know, be mindful that in five to 10 years, <laughs> we, we probably will work for a different place. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you're, there's a really good importance to the way that you, you know, talk up things, but don't talk down the competition. And again, it's it's a huge tip of the hat to, to your content and other folks that I've read in that we can you can very much talk up a platform without talking down others that are in the same space because you know when you move on then what happens is your next employer doesn't say to you hey guess what richard uh we need you to take down all that stuff you've done for the past five years because that's in fact they should look at it and say we're really proud of what you've done for the past five years and we're very proud that we've brought you on board now which is it's kind of cool so again it's when we think about personal brands, it will travel with us and it will transcend, you know, companies and communities and, and, and many other things. I think that's a good point. And I think as technologists, we can all see positive things in most products. There's no such thing as that perfect product. Um, it's an idea I'm quite keen on. Each product is a compromise of great features and compromises in other areas. So if you could give advice to first blog writing Richard mm-hmm. <laughs> if you look back years and you think you remember carving out those first couple what, what would you give advice to yourself or to a new blogger out there as they kind of get rolling with creating their own you know new blog site just do it that's the number one thing um, it sounds crazy because I was writing it in the comfort of my own home but I remember feeling so nervous writing those first couple of blog posts because um, you read all these first great blogs these great blogs out there and you think can I ever be as good as them are people going to say you know who is this guy compared to all these established people um, but we all need to start somewhere and you've probably got something great to say as well something unique so just get it out there um, and don't be afraid to promote it either that's another mistake I made initially. I, I didn't get on the social platforms initially, so the, the growth of the blog really was purely organic. Um, so if you've got good stuff, don't be afraid to shout about it. Exactly, and you know we've you're also part of a number of different you know, like different you know community organizations like V Expert and such, and and those are great mm-hmm. things to get involved in and and. When you first submitted for like a V expert or or another type of community, did you feel apprehensive about that? And and what kind of got you to the point where you said, "Yeah, I'm going to do this." Definitely, you definitely feel apprehensive. Again, I think it's when you look down the list of the existing people, and it's like a roll call of of who's who. Um, but again, something I have one of the great things that's happened to me is part of this blogging is I've got to meet lots of people and there really is lots of great people out there and when you do meet some of these big names they're just as approachable and, and helpful as anyone else um, so again I just say if you if you've got content if you're contributing and you, you think you can go somewhere then just just get your name down for these different uh, communities it's it's definitely the truth that everyone has a powerful and a great voice and and they should be they should be confident in sharing it 
And for folks that are looking to get started as well, definitely feel free to reach out to folks like Richard, myself, other folks in the blogger community. There's there's also a lot of folks that are looking to help to mentor people through those first stages, because that can often be one of the most helpful things. If you go to community, you know, like VMUGs and, and meetups and such, you'll find a lot of people with a sort of common goals and and a shared voice. And it's it's really there's definitely an opportunity to meet those people. And I remember, you know, meeting people at a VMUG and I've, you know, I remember meeting Scott Lowe, uh, who was, you know, he was, you know, at VMware and, and I was like, wow, like, this is really cool. I get to, I get to watch Scott Lowe speak at this event. And I ran up to him, you know, like a, like a, like a you know teenage vampire fiction fan you know <laughs> running up to try and get him to sign really? something kind of thing and and he was you know super nice very approachable and you know and i and it gave me this sort of thing i'm like wow there's they're just people like us <laughs> you forget when you yeah. read so much of their content and like i said I, I i'm lucky i've i've been able to meet you richard i've been able to meet other great folks in in our blogger community and it's a it's a very welcoming community, so it's it's good to be a part of it. Now, what what do you think is one of the most challenging things about running the blog? I'll we'll kind of close out on that because that's something that we all need to learn. Is that there's probably something that you think is still you know a daily challenge or at least a, a regular challenge you face when you're operating a blog. I think it's just time for me. Um, I really do like to to publish regularly, um, weekly, if possible, which obviously creates a, a certain amount of pressure at times. Um, we've all got busy lives, jobs, families, etc. So it, it is about trying to get that that balance. Sometimes I, I think that's the the biggest challenge for me. Um, but it's generally one I'm I'm happy to accept because I really do want it to be. As, as good as I possibly can and to get sort of timely news out there as well when there is you know big announcements and this kind of thing well like I said you've you've somehow managed to squeeze it in you've created a great product and thank you for sharing your journey across you know the the blog transition and, and what the process was like I think it's going to be very helpful for a lot of our folks in the audience and and again, Richard, what's the best way for folks to reach you and uh, any maybe potential events that you may be uh, is showing up at in, in the near future? Sure. So people can find me on the blog at uh, datadude.com, and that's uh, with an eight for the first A, um, and the same with Twitter, datadude. And um, do you know what? I've not got anything in the diary at the moment, so... Uh, if anyone's listening and have got any exciting events, let me know. Well, I'm sure we'll we'll find a way. And as as conference season picks up, there will be inevitably some some stuff that's going on. So I'll I'll tell people definitely keep watching uh, for a chance to to chat with Richard. Uh, he's uh, he's one of the greats and uh, and a good a great community contributor. And it's a pleasure to to know you and to have had a chance to chat with you today. Thank you so much for your time and inviting me on. Good stuff. Thanks, Richard. If you like what you heard here and want to hear much more, don't forget to subscribe to the GC On Demand podcast. You can go to gcondemand.io where you'll find the links in order to catch us in iTunes, Stitcher, the Google Play Store, and more. 
go to gcondemand.io. Don't forget to rate us in your podcaster of choice and look for much, much more. Have a show idea? Tweet us at GC On Demand. Thanks for listening.